this segment called Happy Facts, we bring in our two favorite happy contributors, Chris Libby, our section editor. Welcome back. And we've got Paula Phelps joining us once again from Nashville, Tennessee, the most exciting place in the continental United States right now, if NBC Sports is to be believed. We're going to talk about that more later. But what we do in this segment is we bring our three favorite facts that we discovered over the past week about positive psychology. And Paula is doing a wonderful service. After this episode, at some point, she will post a blog with those facts and more information about them. So let's get into the facts in no particular order, starting with my fact this week, which is joy is contagious. And I don't think there's a vaccine for it. So there's no shot. There's no nothing you can you can take. But this was a study that was done uh, in and in, in reported on in the British medical journals. And essentially, if you are around happy people, you are 15 percent more likely to report happiness in key areas yourself, which I think we've alluded to this on the podcast a lot. Social connections, just sheer numbers of social connections can make you happier. But I think humans are maybe psychologically chameleons, you know, subconsciously, like we see people being happy and it's hard not to get caught up in it. Yeah, joy uh, and happiness, all of that stuff is very contagious. Uh, you could say I've got a wicked case of joy. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, one of the first books I read when I first started working here was uh, Connected from the people that were talked about in that story that, that you were uh, uh, referencing, mm-hmm. um, Nicholas Christakis and James Fowler. And what's so fascinating about it is, for good or or bad, you can have an effect on your friends or your friends' friends. So, like, the degrees of separation. So your friend, Kevin Bacon, is 6% happier because you know me. Well, there you go. That's how that translates. And Kevin Bacon and I are friends. We go dancing every Saturday night in a small town that that outlawed dancing. Totally. And we teach them how to be happy. (laughs) Why? Why? What is it, Paula, that that makes us sort of chameleons in terms of of if we're around people feeling a certain emotion, we tend to start feeling it too. Well, I know Barbara Fredrickson talks a lot about the mirror resonance that happens, and when if you smile at someone, they will start smiling back. Sometimes when this you're doesn't work. Smiling. <laughs> Sometimes it when doesn't work. Smiling. Like if you're a kid and you just broke that piece of whatever, and your mom's on you and you're trying to smile your way out of it that's not going to work that's probably going to make it worse it does yeah it will (laughs) but it does when you smile at someone and they start smiling back there is a resonance that happens that we start mirroring the actions of others and i think that same thing occurs when we're around happy people i mean we know it works to the other degree as well i think it said that that unhappy people will you'll if you're around unhappy people your unhappiness increases by seven percent and um we've all experienced that you're around someone who's just a complete downer and all of a sudden you're in a bad mood we learn this at a very young age when we're babies as a matter of fact that's one of the first things we learn to do is mirror other behaviors yeah and i know just recently i have a young daughter about six months old right now uh give or take but uh, (laughs) she uh that's one of the one things that she can do right now is smile, and she does it all the time, and it's awesome. And it makes me happy, and I guess it makes her happy. But. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But but you you mentioned too, Paula, you know, misery loves company. So you can't shut out negative people because you're going to have to deal with negative people. But in the social connections that you can choose, maybe people who are not uh, Debbie Downer all the time would be, well, would be a wise choice. Well, I think you become more happy, you start seeking that out. Yeah. I think 
a lot of times it, there's negativity that you don't notice until you really consciously put your mind toward being happy. And as you're working at it and you're working on yourself, maybe immediately it's not like, oh, they're a downer. I don't want to be around them. But you just you find yourself gravitating toward other people. And then we can all live in our little happiness bubble all the time. A little wouldn't bubble. That, wouldn't that be grand? Let's move on to our second fact, and that fact comes to us this week from Chris Libby. Well, if you want to be happier, move to Naples, Florida. Oh, I was yeah. I was hoping I'd get another Dean Martin song. In Napoli. <laughs> da, 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 da. Anyway, Naples, yeah. Florida. Why why Naples, Florida? Well, according to the recent report, State of American Wellbeing from Gallup, our good friends at Gallup and Healthways, uh, they released the top U.S. metro areas for happiness. And uh, for the second year in a row, the Naples area uh, ranks number one. And part of that is their community well-being which uh, is the highest in the nation. That's liking where you live, feeling safe, having pride. But they also rank number three in purpose, which is liking what you do every day, having love in your life, and uh, physical, obviously physical well-being. We all know what that is, staying in shape. And stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And looking at this list, we've talked about this uh, within the office. Like park systems are incredibly uh, indicative of how happy you're going to be. Like if you can get outside into nature, it's great. Naples, Marco Island, Florida, I mean that's a beautiful place. Good food, cool people, all kinds of excitement going on. But some of these other places, uh, coming in at number four, Honolulu, Hawaii, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Boulder, Colorado is on this list, too. Obviously, one of the most beautiful places in the country. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of factors that, that play into this, but it, it, I think one of them is just the setting. Yeah. Yeah, scenery is always nice. I haven't been to Naples, but I hear it's nice. I, I've heard it's a good time. You, you know what struck me that you talk about the community well-being, and I wonder how they are doing employment-wise because I was just looking, been doing some work with the World Happiness Report, and as they were looking at work, they were talking about how economics affects an entire area, uh, yeah. specifically unemployment. If you have a, a higher level of unemployment, it even affects the employed people. So even they're stressed out, the people that have a job are as stressed out as the people who don't have a job. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, go ahead. where does that, you know, I don't know where that, that, if that fits in at all with what Gallup was talking about. It does. They do have financial well-being. Yeah, cost of living and all those things. It, from the polls that I've seen that are similar to this, that all definitely factors in there. Um, I did happen to notice, uh, I was looking through this list and I saw Lynchburg came up uh, number uh, eight in the happiest places, and I thought, oh, we know why, and then I saw, ah, Lynchburg, Virginia. Oh. <laughs> Although I can tell you, Lynchburg Lemonade will make you feel pretty happy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to our third and final fact, and that is from Paula. Well, not surprisingly, I chose something that has to do with music. Music is good medicine. Music is good medicine as opposed to bad medicine. Bad That's medicine right. is what I need. Shake Your it up. It's like bad medicine. Oh, um, see, now I've gone from Dean Martin to Bon Jovi. This is the best segment like we've switch. done yet. I like that switch. How <laughs> is music like uh, good medicine for us? Well, in many different ways. And we've talked, we've talked on the show a lot about how music can lift your mood and how it's good for you in in the brain sense of like i said mood boosting it's going to help you be more positive but now there are a lot of studies coming out that shows it even can help override traumatic brain injury it can help with speech and cognitive skills um, they're even finding if you use music 
to help when you're recovering from an injury. It can actually help synchronize your motor skills and help them remember movement. And so you'll actually get stronger faster. I can't help but wonder if music is something that is just so ingrained. I mean, it's so important to development. Yeah, and also with the the neural pathways that music with lyrics shares the same neural pathways that we use in our speech patterns. So Mm. you can actually use music with lyrics to help overcome uh, speech problems, grammar grammar and language issues. You can help it if speech has been forgotten. Interesting. Some of the things, like when you listen to a song that really inspires you and gets you, it can invoke that sense of awe, too. I know I've had that before where I'm somebody who's a really beautiful singer and you're just really mesmerized by that. I can – and a quick example from my own life. At our wedding, we had these uh, two girls that I grew up with. They were twins, and they sang uh, our song for us, which is Mirrors by Justin Timberlake. And at one point in that song, towards the end, the note goes really high. And my friend hit that note, and that is the point in my wedding ceremony where I lost it. I was a mess for the rest of the time (laughs) because her voice was so beautiful combined with what we were doing was so beautiful. And, I mean, it it elicited an emotional reaction that I didn't even think I was capable of, and yet there it was. I could not stop myself from being so excited and crying and and goosebumps and shaking and all of it, all all because she hit a note in a song that I've heard a thousand times before. There was one other thing that I found that I really, really liked, and it's this research that shows that listening to music that makes us happy makes us feel that people around us are happier. Like, they had people identify photographs, look at photographs after listening to music that they were happy with, and they thought those people were much happier hmm. in the photos. So so if you want, you know, if the people around you are being grumped, and we've already seen that's bad, yes. if they're being grumped, maybe listen to a happy song, and then you're just going to think they're happier. Yeah, I mean, put on some Otis Redding. Definitely don't put on any Swedish death metal. <laughs> you, you know what you could do, guys? What's that? You could put on 98.7 K-Love. Some of the greatest music ever written appearing right here on the station we're on, the flagship of Live Happy Radio. (laughs) 